We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump over to the defensive side of the ball on this one, Brian, because I think I, I texted in our group chat uh, at one point and I was like, man, defense got to win this one because they're playing really well. Offense is sputtering, you know, whatever. And the offense picked it up, obviously, put 45 Vince on the board. Vince doesn't have faith. Vince doesn't have faith. But I did not have faith. It's that BK, BKPTSD rolling around in there. But at the same time, they picked it up. But the defense did exactly what – I wanted them to do, and it was just – they won that. I mean, they went out there, and they dominated and did what they needed to do defensively. Now, there were there were things you can nitpick, obviously. They got the turnovers. Yeah. They got the turnovers. I thought that they – you know, everything that NC State was trying to do, the defense thwarted it. I was never worried about Armstrong taking it the length of the field and all those different things. Their best drive was when Notre Dame had, like, five penalties. Yes, a couple of them were really uh, – uh... Ryan, I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask, I wanted to say something and get your thoughts on if you saw it the same way. Mm-hmm. I just kind of felt like for the first two to two and a half quarters, Al Golden, if you'd have told me, hey, I found out, I heard that Al Golden actually had a link into the offensive coordinator's headset and knew what was coming. <laughs> I wouldn't have like. been surprised. I, I like they were so keyed in on NC State's game plan. That that was one of the best designed game plans. Now, look, there's things that I didn't like. I mean, if you're a football coach, you're always going to find a play call you didn't like. I thought there was a couple blitzes where I was like, I didn't love that. When they when they dropped seven on the first touchdown pass and let Brendan Armstrong kind of get free and get comfortable, throw out of the pot, I didn't love that. Sure, nitpick, but like I just thought that game plan and the play calling that he had in this game, like like they it, there was a twice that NC State ran outside zone, look maybe like Power Reed, where the linebackers started like running outside, bef- at like before you even knew outside zone was coming. You know, it's like at the snap they like it's like they knew what was coming. There was some kind of tell, and then NC State on that one legit scoring drive they had to make it. 24 to 17 they hit several in routes they found a soft spot because Notre Dame was bringing their linebacker so much the way they were playing some their safeties they were hitting like middle ends and outside ends and they were they found some soft spots 
But then Notre Dame countered right back, and they went back to the ends, and what happened? Pass breakup, pick, pick on those same exact routes. This was one of the best designed and called and what wasn't perfect from an execution or play calling standpoint, game three. But man, I got to say, this is one of the best designed and best called defensive games I've seen at Notre Dame in a long, long time. With all due respect to Clark Lee and Mike Elko, I mean, it's in the it's in the line with the best that, that they saw. Not not perfect, not clean, but I just loved defensively because the numbers that NC State had today are not reflective of how dominant Notre Dame was. They had 344 yards of offense today. 65 of that came on the last drive of the game with half the defense was on the sideline. Yeah, Starting defense half, was on the yeah. sideline. Yeah. You know, um, I thought this was an was a, just an outstanding. Did you see it that way, Ryan? Or I mean, what, what are your thoughts on on that? I, I did because I was actually kind of pissed that they gave up that last touchdown just kind of in prevent because I'm like that kind of overshadowed what I thought was easily Al Golden's best call game at Notre Dame. Like I don't even think it was relatively close. I, I really don't. I mean, he. I thought it was tremendous because I, I, the great, I think the great part about this defensive performance outside of just Al Golden calling and, and making some adjustments after they kind of figured out a little bit of stuff, you know, like you mentioned, dude, that Xavier Watts pass breakup was one of the best plays of the day. That was an insane. I, 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 I was going to pass how, interference. On how did he, that, man. how did he not interfere with the guy, Ryan? Like, That's I still I don't understand that. He's like, he was like, yeah, Spider-Man. Was over the top was a and freaky like, athletic play, dude. Deflected the play and then sheathed the sword, man. Like, that was, it was awesome. not. I like that celebration, by the way. But Vince, the great part about this game is I felt like a few of the biggest question marks we had from a defensive perspective, people stepped up to a lot of those spots that we had question marks. Safeties, we'll get to them. They stepped up. Maris Loipel yeah. played a whale of a football game. He's oh, the guy dude, we've been talking he, about best game, best game he's played by in a Notre Dame uniform. Okay, can I can I say something, Sean? I'm gonna kick this to you. Number one, Sean and I have been banging on DJ Brown the first two games, rightfully so. Yes. Pre-interception. So the interception was a great read by DJ. Pre-interception, in my head, and I'm, I, I believe I actually wrote this in my first half notes. I'm actually going to go try and find it. Even before DJ's, and that was a great call, but great read by DJ, he was having the best game that I've seen him play, maybe ever. Like, he was playing really good football. And, and, I, and I do want to kind of start off with the safeties because I think that was a very important part of this game. I know the interception's late. But the safeties were so good. And I don't know if you guys could see it on TV because I wasn't able to watch the TV copy. I was there. They used – one of my complaints, Sean, coming into this game was they weren't using the safeties as weapons. They were just kind of like playing back and they weren't making a lot of plays. They triggered the safeties. They were playing alleys. They were playing slot co- coverage. They were playing over the top. And then they once they got they, – they realized the end cuts were exposed, they then used the safeties to take away the end cuts. This was an incredibly impactful game. You know, we talked about this last year, about last year, Sean. The Notre Dame sec safeties last year had seven total passes defensed on the season. That's that's interceptions plus pass breakups. I believe they had three or four just today in this game because Watts had a no. That Watts had a breakup. Uh, Ramon had a breakup. Uh, Xavier had a pick. And DJ had a pick. They almost they they went over halfway to last year's entire total in one game today. Four passes defense by the defense, and they were all crucial plays. They tackled well outside of like one play. There was a couple plays that Xavier uh, he got beat once, and then another time he he didn't have a great transition on on an open up and run. But I think overall, guys, 
I, I thought the safeties were were outstanding in this football game. I really did. And I want to give props to DJ Brown because we have hammered him rightfully the first two games, and, and he deserved it. But today, DJ flat out came to play, fellas. Sean, he, yeah. he really did. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Football season is upon us, which means my schedule is ramping up even more than normal. And it makes it a lot harder to spend as much time cooking and preparing meals as I want and need. And eating healthy can be especially challenging. That's why I'm looking forward to getting ramped up with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, which can help me fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to my door. With Factor, you can skip the extra trip to the grocery store and save a lot of time on food prep, but you don't have to miss out on the flavor. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to go in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, and then we can get back to work. And you can choose from over 34 weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen meals. You can level up and get Gourmet Plus options and treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. There are also lunch-to-go options and Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. And you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of over 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like the delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and more. You can also try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. This September, get factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, Flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. And they have a great deal for Irish Breakdown listeners. Head to factor.com slash irish50 and use code irish50 to get 50% off. That's code irish50 at factormeals.com forward slash irish50 to get 50% off. Try it and enjoy. To give honor to who honor is due, you absolutely deserve to be talked about in a positive light today, DJ Brown. And it wasn't even about the interception, as you pointed out. But what we knew that one of his strengths and why he's on the field is because DJ knows where to be. Yeah. And that whatever you call, he's going to be in the right spot. It's just a question of, of whether or not he is athletic enough to be able to make plays and make an impact. But he's going to be in the right spot. And he's an adult in the room. I, I Look, Notre Dame has a lot of guys in units that are just adults. 
you know what I'm saying, which to me lends itself towards the mentality of the word we've been using. They were resilient. They, they, it was a resilient team today, even though they weren't playing well and they were sloppy. They were resilient. I'm with you, uh, B. Drisk, as far as I don't have any complaints. I know it was still a game. I want to say at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and you get like a third, a second and 17 and a third and 17. And Al Golden is calling blitzes and just leaving the middle of the field wide open. And if, if Conception, Conception just had hands as a running back, he probably catches the ball and gains a first down on that third and 17 that ended mm-hmm. up being an interception. So it is um, puzzling at times. But like you said, you know, the calls that he made, especially from the running game, and especially early on, the way he was able to – they only got one sack on the day, but – and shout-out to Donovan Heinrich for getting that sack. Yes. Yeah, but man. Good, good for him. But he had Brennan Armstrong and Anaya and that offense off balance. Yeah. He, he really did. And like you said, eventually they found something late third quarter that led to that touchdown drive. But once Notre Dame responded to that, there was really nothing else to go to. And once again, it goes back to what Al Golden said to the media, I want to say about a week and a half ago, that the offseason was great for him because it allowed him to be able to focus singularly on actual teams because he felt like he didn't have that chance last year coming in, making a transition, trying to install and everything. This is the first year he got a chance to really dive in into each into each opponent deep. And you can tell. You can tell with each game, you know, he's coming up with something. He wants to be aggressive. We already know that. Uh, he wants to be aggressive. Do I like the fact that, that in the first three games, teams from a passing standpoint look like they're going to attack our nickel safeties when they try to get them and man-to-man? I mean, that's going to be the case because of Al Golden's tendency to be aggressive and get after the quarterback. Mm -hmm. But I think the linebackers are doing a much better job with their blitzes in comparison to last year. Timing. (laughs) Because last year they were literally just running into people like, oh, I'm blitzing and I'm giving it away. They're disguising much better, being more effective of, you know, influencing the quarterback even if they don't get a sack, it's it's really a joy to watch a Notre Dame defense fly around. It really is. And to see, you know, Josh Burn- Burnham come in and, and it be effective. Jalen Sneed played multiple positions today and was effective. You know, he got after Brennan Armstrong uh, on a couple of plays and a couple of blitzes. So for me, you know, what we're seeing is something that's reminiscent of I want to say a team that is fast and athletic, maybe not as stout up front, and they know that. So instead of just lining up and allowing teams to get after them, Al Golden has made the decision that we're going to dictate. 
We're going to dictate. Which is going to lead to dropped passes because the the quarterbacks are going to be thrown off their back feet and not making accurate throws and throwing high. Because I leaned over my dad. I was like, you know, a couple of these in cuts early, they missed because they were throwing mm-hmm. high. But then you look, well, why was he throwing high? Because he wasn't comfortable. Mm-mm. He didn't have a lot of room. They weren't getting a ton of like pressure pressures. But the one, but they were, they just had him uncomfortable. And what was one of the keys to, to victory of this game was keep Brendan Armstrong in the pocket and make him uncomfortable. And and, and Ryan, I just got to say this. I, I've been asked this question a bunch of times. Why do you guys keep hyping up Maris Lewafau? Remember, remember how many times we've got this, Ryan? Yeah. This is exactly what we why we thought why why we thought he was capable of this. And now yeah. this is twice in three games that you and I have sat here in the post game show and said. I think this is the best game Maris Lewifau's ever played. We've now said that in two out of three games this season. And today was even better than the last one. And, and I'll, I'll get into why I think that, Ryan, but I just want to give you a chance because I know you've been the guy that's that's been waiting for this kind of breakout from him for a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm still a little cautious with it, to be honest with everyone. Like, I am a little bit cautious, but I mean. Well, just break. What I, I, want, I get that. Like, yeah. will he be that guy in seven games? But, like, yeah. right now, like today, yeah. this is what – we saw and explain kind of like what, what made him so good today. I mean, he's a tremendous athlete first and foremost. And I think you saw that, like, there's not a, there's not a splash play that he can't make. I mean, I think that it wasn't even just the plays that are going to go on the stat sheet though today. That was kind of the biggest plays. Cause like he blew up the screen. It was a great tackle, right? He made some plays in the backfield. He had a huge quarterback hit in this football game where he had a blitz. That was fantastic. But he snuffed out a screen pretty early on in this game, which probably would have went for a decent amount if he wasn't in the vicinity. And then he ran with a wheel during this football game as well, where I was like, I don't know if I trust Maris Loifau to do that consistently in the past. And he was able to do that. So it was eye popping. I mean, I, I feel the same way about what I saw with him. And as I do with like Ramon Henderson and lots today is that like, they played in a different gear than what they have in a couple games that I've seen, right? Like they played comfortable, they played fast. He was attacking, man. He was. And I understand some people look at like JD Bertrand at some times, right? And they say like short arms and everything. Jack Kaiser, short arms, range, blah, 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 blah. Maris Loyfeld is not that guy, right? Nope. Like he is a, he's what the NFL wants as a linebacker if he's got his head on straight. That's what the NFL wants. Yeah. yeah. And today he showed why, man. He's a run and chase striker when he is reading the defense correctly and when he's assignment sounds. And that's what he was today, man. He was a fantastic player today. Vince, that last part of what Ryan just said is what I think is 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 so important today because the athleticism has always been there. Maris was so incredibly disciplined today. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple times like that that you see where where Ryan, you're, I love your point about not showing up in the stat sheet, Vince, but like a couple times that Maris kind of came around on loops and, and Brennan was like he was getting ready to run. And then it's like all of a sudden all the hair comes around the corner and he's like, nope, not th- not going there. But they tried to Vince, they tried to go to him on kind of throwback wheels three times, thinking we're going to get this guy to make a mistake. He's going to be out of position. He's going to be overly aggressive. We're going to hit him with a big play. And Maris sniffed it out every single time. It's one thing to be athletic. It's one thing to be long and rangy and have all the tools. And Ryan is right about those, Vince. But it's another thing to do your job, snap after snap, after snap, after snap. And to me, that's what made Maris so good because he was athletic and long and explosive last year and in 2020, and he wasn't a very good football player. But today, he was a great football player. Right. Vince. And it was right. that doing your job, 
even when they were purposely going at him, trying to make him, there's a reason they kept running wheel routes to Maris's side because they thought he would make a mistake and they could beat him. And he didn't, not once Vince did, did I mean, he was there every single time. Well, and, and I thought that he timed a lot of his blitzes really well, especially when they had him looping around. There was one time where he started out on the offensive right, like all the way as like almost like a defensive end. He was on the outside of the last man in line scrimmage. And he looped all the way around to the other side of the center and was able to get pressure on the quarterback and was forcing off-balance throws and all. Like, I don't trust Brennan Armstrong when he's got a clean pocket and can set and throw. I certainly don't trust him when he's got a linebacker like Maris Leofile in his face, you know, making him do some silly things with the football, right? And that was what Notre Dame was able to do the vast majority of the time. And Maris was the leading guy making that happen. I mean, he just was. And so his blitzes were well-timed. His assignments were sound this time around. I thought he was flying to the football when, you know, he needed to read and react. Because we've talked about in the past, his read and react isn't always the best, right? It was spot on today. Like, if you can bottle this Marist and you can use him for game after game after game, this defense is going to be really dangerous, man. It's going to be very, very dangerous. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. 
Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. Hey, Sean. Howard Cross has been a dude this year, and today Man. he had a sidekick. I thought Howard Cross and Riley Mills. Riley had two two plays, and one I think he was actually doing what he was told to do, trying to read the quarterback. But Howard Cross and Riley Mills were so good today. And Howard Cross is now three for three as far as playing really well, man. He he is playing at such a high level. And when him and Riley Mills are both playing the way they did today, Riley was very, I thought, very disruptive today, especially yeah. as the game wore on. Getting those two guys playing at a high level, even though they weren't getting sacks, getting those two cats going up the middle – it, it played a big role in why NC State couldn't run the football and why Brandon Armstrong rarely had anywhere to go when he did want to try to scramble and run. Like you said, whether it's pushing the pocket, getting into the backfield, disrupting the run game, how across has been absolutely amazing. It's been amazing. And I think part of that is because now he knows he has a backup. He understands how many snaps he's going to play every game. So he can go from snap one. You don't have to worry about conserving yourself. You don't have to worry about the fourth quarter and making sure you're okay. He understands. They're going to be rotating. They have people behind them. Heck, Gabriel Rubio, from everything I heard, was on the field before the game working out. So it looks yeah. like if he's not back next he should, week, he'll he definitely be back, be back to Ohio 23rd. State. Yeah, Absolutely. So as I said before, the rotations and the depth and – you know, the mentality that he could just be who he can be from snap one and, and let the coaches worry about his snap count and being rested. Riley Mills has been right. Riley Mills might go down as one of the most underrated Notre Dame players by the time he leaves. When you just we look had at someone the on the board today thinking, like, is he just a great practice player? And, like, this came, like, right after he had just, like, thrown a guard to the side and made a tackle for loss. And I'm just like, guys. If you're someone looking for something, I, I, that was someone that somebody said on the board, right? Oh, in this chat, I, it's yeah, like if you're looking for something, you're going to you're going to confirm whatever bias you may have. I don't know oh, how yeah. people can watch how Riley Mills played today and come Plays away football. Yeah, because he he was pushing his man back into Brennan Armstrong's pocket all day long yep. and forcing him to move to the left or to the right pretty consistently. So very stout against the run as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and what's encouraging is you feel like there's more. Yeah. Because we have we haven't really put had a Javante John Baptiste game yet. We haven't had yeah. one yet, but you feel like it's coming. Like okay, well, and, and I think he's been steady. I mean, he yes. hasn't made like, but he's been steady. I thought Nana had had probably the best game I've seen him. He he was good setting the edge. He did a really nice job reading that shovel pass. I mean, if he doesn't make that play from behind, that guy's got about another eight, nine, ten yards. He could maybe get on that particular play. I didn't think any D lineman was like, oh my gosh, that was like that Jerry Tillery Stanford game in 2018. But mm -hmm. as a unit, they played really well, I thought, as a, as a group. They did their job. They were gap disciplined. There's a couple times I thought, uh oh, I think this outside zone might have a, a chance to go. And then all of a sudden they're just in the gap and and stuff. And I just I thought the front seven today was really, really good. Uh, cornerback wise guys, uh, Cam gave up, Cam misplayed that deep ball. Benjamin had a really silly penalty and got beat for a touchdown. Jaden Mickey misplayed an in cut incorrectly outside of those plays. 
this cornerback group was pretty good today. There was not, and I don't know how much you could see on TV, but they were super sticky down the field. That's why they kept going into the middle too, is there just was nowhere to go to the ball. They kept trying to throw deep. It's like, hey, let's let's try a deep ball on Benjamin Morrison. See how that goes, right? You know, did, didn't go well. He should have had two picks today. And yeah. if you did y'all see how Christian Gray reacted when he batted that ball down? That was yeah. hilarious. Because as soon as he batted it down, he was like, what did I just do? <laughs> I should have well, picked that when they, they showed it. They showed it on the replay. He actually tried to catch it. Oh, he did? Hand, but but okay. his hands were going down. Okay. So live, it looked like he batted it down. Yeah. Even the announcers he's, were like, he's a what corner, is he doing? He's a corner yeah. for a reason. We learned yeah. that today. Yeah. 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 But he, they are so talented at corner. Because when Chris, because I don't know if you guys saw this, but Christian Gray was in the game in the first half. Okay. Yeah. He was rotating yeah. in in the first half. I know you can't tell because him and Benjamin Morrison like look identical, like body type wise. But Christian was in the game in the first half. I mean, he was he didn't just get in there late. And and at, when the game like Christian was in the game early, like he was in the game in the first half. They went with a, a legit four deep. And I thought one underrated part of what Cam has done so far now in three games, his perimeter run slash screen slash quick game support has been outstanding. Yeah. Right. He like I said, he misplayed that one ball. He he looked for the ball and th- okay, man. Pet peeve of mine. Really, was it really that bad of coverage though? I, it, no, like, no. I thought he was. I thought he had very. Oh, good he coverage. just misplayed the play. Oh, he, he misplayed, misplayed the ball. ball. Got he it. Like, this is why you. This is why you don't look yeah. back to the ball the, yeah. when there was oh look back for the ball. No, you play the ball. You don't look back for the ball. This is exactly gotcha. what we're talking about. And when when Benjamin did that earlier, Benjamin when Benjamin turned. He leaned into the receiver. When Cam turned, he lost the receiver late. It was just that split second. But yeah. up until that point, he played that route really well. And let's, oh, here's something else: that was a great ball. I thought that was a great. That's Brent the only Armstrong. place he could have put it. Re- really good ball. Uh, but too. yes, yes. Yeah. But uh, I thought the corner play, guys. This was just such a, a really good defense overall defensive performance. Performance on there's, there's again plays here, plays there, uh, but just. D-line played well, linebackers played well, corners played well, safeties played well. A team like NC State's going to make some plays, guys. I mean, Brendan Armstrong's going to make some plays, uh, you know, but but when you look at it at the end of the day, you know, Brendan Armstrong threw for 260 yards today. He did that on 47 pass attempts. Right, exactly. You know, like yeah. that's, Sam that's exactly his on where you want to be. 24. Right, 5.5 <laughs> yards per attempt. 24. And they went for 2.8 yards per rush. Yeah. Like this is a very disruptive game. And, and yeah, you know I mean, what I love you mentioned about it? everybody else. I, I think from what I saw, Jaden Mickey was sticky today. Yes. He, like what well, I said earlier, I said Jaden had that one misplay on the end cut. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that, I thought the corners played great. So I include yeah. I, I met Jade. I thought Jaden and the deep ball that Benjamin dropped, Jaden Mickey beat the receiver to the spot on that play. <laughs> Like oh, yeah, that would have been a big yeah. that would have been a big assist from Jaden Mickey. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, If 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 Jaden does if 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 Benjamin's not there, that ball's not being caught anyway, because Jaden would have been closer to the football than than Benjamin was. Sean, I, I I'll say this about the defense because this kind of points to what you said earlier, and I'm kind of doing this to kind of maybe to get to get something out of you. But there's there what I loved about the defensive performance today is there's there's still a lot to clean up, guys. Mm-hmm. And as we kind of wrap this whole thing up before we give game balls, what I what I love about this team, guys, is they have they've played far from perfect football the last two weeks. Far from perfect football. Offensively, mm-hmm. defensively, and especially on special teams. Good lord. 
can we play cleaner on special teams? And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that before we wrap things up. But um, I, I just, Vince or Sean, I just kind of feel like as good as I thought the defense played today in the first two weeks, they've given up 30 points in three games. There's a there's still room for this team to get better. Oh yeah, guys, Sean, no especially, doubt. Even, especially today. I, but I, but just the defense to me, they kept this team in this game until the offense woke up. Yes, absolutely. Bingo. But I think that, yes, this is really the first opportunity for this defense to get a to get a rhythm. Yeah, I think Greg McElroy pointed it out. He talked about how diverse the schedule is for Notre Dame every year and how that allows them to play different styles offensively and defensively when it comes to opponents. You start out with Tennessee State and Navy. Vince, you pointed it out. Like, they're going to come with some really exotic stuff and nothing's normal. Notre Dame is about to get into that part of the schedule where they're going to be facing quarterbacks and offenses that are pretty much in the same box. Everybody's going to have their own nuance, but hey, you're going to face Ohio State's trying to run the ball. Uh, Duke and and Riley are going to try and run the ball, but then play action with their quarterback, and then you got USC coming up. So now Notre Dame's defense has a chance to kind of get into a rhythm. They don't have to worry about chop blocks and all of this stuff. Now, okay, now we're playing, we're playing football. We're playing football, and week to week. Let's lock in because we know we have to do each opponent is going to be different just a little bit, but we're pretty much at the core. We know what we have to do defensively. So let's go out there and lock down and do what we have to do. And this is really the first true test for that secondary. And they, they held up quite well. But like I said, the first, what stood out to me the first three games is that from a passing standpoint, uh, teams are going to look to make hay because Thomas Harper is a safety slash nickel. And basically, no teams are going to try and get at that position in the pass game. They're going to try to isolate the safety slash nickel in Notre Dame, especially with the blitzes. And it's going to be up to everyone else in coverage. If Cam Hart is playing well, that's scary. If Cam Hart is playing well, Benjamin Morrison is going to be Benjamin Morrison. Christian Gray is going to get better. He, he's just going to get better. And he's going to be a Mickey, star at Notre Dame, guys. Yes. He, he just is. Jaden Mickey has gotten better. Yes, so a lot. What you, just, what you just said about the secondary bodes well. And I think Xavier Watts and Ramon Henderson are getting better. Yeah. I think, I think the light better. went on for Xavier in the second half a little bit. I, I, I felt I felt yeah. like I just felt like he looked comfortable. I, I do. Yeah. Can, can I say something else that we didn't discuss a lot, guys? And I'm sure you all are thinking it. And as soon as I say it, you're like, yep, I was thinking about that. NC State had great field position almost the mm-hmm. entire first three quarters. I mean, their first possession started at the Notre Dame 49-yard line. They went three and out. Next possession starts at their own 40-yard line. They go three and out. Then they started at their own 25, own 25, own 40, their own 33, their own 38, 27, 35, their own 36, their own 25, the Notre Dame 17. And through those 12 possessions with that field position, that's 17 points. Yep. And and some of that came because of some Notre Dame, some Notre Dame turnovers. Some, and I, I mean, they had some real or penalties, yes. 
and turnovers as well. Yeah. That 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 um, you know that that the uh, sixteen yard line was the, the was the turnover. Right, yeah, right. The fumble. And 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 what did NC State do? I mean, yeah, they they missed the field goal, but the fact is they had to settle for a field goal because mm-hmm. Notre Dame let them go nowhere. They were they were they had their backs against the wall a little bit early, and needed to answer and and did so in my opinion in impressive fashion. And that's another part of of that you know responding to adversity thing. I I thought the defense like like you just kind of saw it when the fumble happened. You just watched the way the defense ran in the field. Guys, there just was like, all right, we're fine. Like yeah. there just was no. There was no panic, right? I mean, there was just no panic. They they didn't spread. Oh my gosh, what happened? What happened? It's like, all right, helmets on. Let's go. Let's go do what we got to do. And um, and it just uh, and, and we've talked about this a lot, guys. This is a very experienced defense, and it showed today. They, they made adjustments. They they did all that stuff. I, very, very well done. Hey, let's do some game balls, Vince. Let's have you start off, man. Who gets your game ball on on defense? I have a feeling uh, we we might all be. I'm well. I'll just keep my mouth shut. Let's see. Go ahead, Vince. <laughs> I said it in the group chat, and I it, he just kept popping for me on film. It's Howard Cross. I, he played like oh, a freaking wow. he played like a man today. Like he was okay. just, you know, maybe it doesn't show up on the stat sheet. You know, I mean, you mm-hmm. brought it up. We talked about it, so I'm not going to like really drill down into it. But he just kept getting in the backfield. He kept making plays in the run game. I mean, he was just he had five tackles, man. So he, it did show up on the stat sheet a little bit. Okay. Five tackles well, for nose tackles. Yeah. For I I thought he just played. Really, really well when he was in the game. I, I was really impressed with Howard Cross. Man, you just weren't my heart, man. This is why I love you so much. I actually pitched Howard Cross to be my player of the game no. on our Thursday show, so that's uh, fantastic, man. <laughs> I'm not going to pick Howard Cross, though. I'm going to pick Maris Lloyd Fowl. That's fair. Again, we have we have all, and for very good reason, have been very hard on Maris this offseason. Very hard. But fool me once, fool me, <laughs> fool me twice, but now we're in – I mean, I even think he played pretty well the last three weeks overall, you know? But, like, especially today, he played, like, a deranged animal. Like, he was incredible today. So I give him all the credit. And it was a lot of the little things, too. It wasn't just playing in pursuit, being physical. It was also sniffing out a screen, running with wheels consistently, being in the right spot on a snap-to-snap basis. Maris Loipa, I thought, was the best defensive player on the game today, in my opinion. And I think that he deserves all the credit because we've been hard on him when he hasn't been good. And we're going to be very appreciative of him when he is very good, which I think he was today. What say you, Sean? DJ Brown, because I've been really critical of DJ Brown. He proved me wrong today. As you, Brian, you know how I felt. I'm like, yo, get him out of the lineup. Yeah, hey, put somebody else in at safety. Kid stepped up today, mm-hmm. stepped up big time, made plays, came up with the interception. The interception was absolutely amazing. Did a great play on his part. And you can tell that his leadership matters. You can just tell that it matters. You know, you, regardless of what we say, it's what those other players say and what the coaches say. He matters, and that's why he's on the field. So I'm going to give him the game ball today. This is why I shut up because I had a feeling some of y'all might go in a different direction. I'm with Ryan. I mean, uh, there's great storylines. You know, obviously Howard Cross, DJ Brown. Again, as we said before, the interception DJ was playing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xavier Watts had some money plays in the game, but Maris Louisville was the, by far the best football player in the field today for either side of the ball for either team. Like I'm talking, 
every position for everybody. If I'm if I'm an NFL scout, I'm like the guy that I'm talking about the most to my people when I go back and we get in our little talks or whatever we do to review. I'm like, there's this number eight kid for Notre Dame that's a freak. Right. Like, and if I didn't know the kid, if I didn't know his history and his past, and, and I didn't have the fool me once, fool me twice, I, I get all that, Ryan. But if I, if I, if let's say this is my first time as an NFL scout watching Notre Dame's defense in the last oh, two yeah. years, I'd come away saying this number eight is a freaking freak. This Top kid is pick. six, two and a half, six, three, <laughs> long, athletic, crazy disruptive. He can rush the quarterback, he can play the run, he destroys the screen game, and he can freaking cover. Like, there's nothing he didn't do today at a high level. Oh, and by the way, he played great within the structure of the defense, yeah. right? Like, he was phenomenal today. I mean, he was the best player on the football field today, regardless of position. And uh, it was good to see. Now, again, Ryan, I'm with you. I'm knocking on wood and hoping that this continues. But if we get anything close to this the rest of the year, Notre Dame's going to have, to me, one of the best linebackers in college football. I mean, he was that good today. He mm -hmm. just Now it's about replicating, right? And that's what was so good about what we've seen from Howard Cross, Sean, to your point is today was kind of like just another day at the office for Howard Cross <laughs> for so far this season. I mean, he has been their most consistent player so far this season, in my opinion. Howard Cross has been, in my view. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's our game balls, Vince. Uh, can we just talk special teams for a we second? Absolutely okay. can talk special teams. I, I don't want to talk too much because I was annoyed by the spe special teams for the most part. Right, here's two takeaways. Holy crap, Spencer Schrader has an incredibly strong <laughs> leg. Man, he said it. I told my dad, my dad was in the press box. They helping me out today. And I said, you got to watch a, a something happen at Notre Dame. That's never happened before. That was the longest field goal in Notre Dame history is the one he made 54 Is yards. it really? Was, yeah. I did not well, know beat that. the one. Yeah. Brenza had the previous height 53 and wow. he, he kicked the second one even better. The one he oh missed my gosh. 56 that hit the goal. He kicked that even better. It, it um, wasn't a great snap. And so he didn't get no. like, but he, that would have yeah. been good from 65. Like yeah. that was, that was, I mean, that was he, halfway up the crossbar. Was yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. He destroyed that yeah, the, thing. The snap, the snap in the hole, the laces were to the left. That's why it hooked. Yeah. Yeah. But he got, he got all of Man. them. He got all yeah, of them. He destroyed that. And then the other one is Bryce McPherson, who we didn't really see a whole lot the first <laughs> two weeks. Right. You talk about Notre Dame has a couple kids kicking today that to me, you look at and say, those kids have strong legs. Mm -hmm. Bryce McPherson had six punts that he averaged 50.7. And, you know, he had four <laughs> that went over 50. Yeah. And then one of them didn't go over 50 because it was like kind of like a we're near midfield and I can't boom it. Like, I, I he was really good today. So the, the kicking operation for the most part was pretty good today. The coverage unit frustrates me a little bit. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you this: unless it's four or five yards deep, I'm letting Jadarian Price return it, bring it out of the end zone every freaking time. And like, I know he's gonna get hit at the 18 or 17 a couple times. I don't care because he's gonna break two. If they yeah. let him return everything that's not more than, I'll say, I'll be general. If they let him return everything that's no deeper than three yards in the end zone, he's scoring twice this year on kick returns. I'm telling you right now because just twice, I'm like, oh my gosh, if they could just get a little bit more of a body on that dude, this guy's gonna house one. But I'm telling you right now, for the rest of the year, I'm having Jeremiah Love on one side and Jadarian Price on the other side of my kick return unit for the rest of the freaking season because those two kids are explosive, and that's just another yep. way to get the football to those two kids. Jeremiah Love is one of those rare players where it's like wet field, dry field, dude runs the same speed, man. Like yeah, he's just same, with, those cats. same with Jadarian. Like, dude, on that, on that one, he returned from like four yards deep. I'm like, if they would have blocked one more guy, he yeah. was taking that. Those two kids played a different speed than just about everybody else 
uh, on that field today. That was, um, but I just, the, the coverage unit just kind of frustrates me a little bit, uh, to be honest with you. And, and, um, the return blocking is a little inconsistent. I just think the frustrate the special teams have been a little frustrating for me so far, but, but I, I, I got to say that the kicking, the punt, the punting today was really good by Bryce, by Bryce McPherson, like yeah. really good. Yeah. And, and he wasn't like, he wasn't like the one he line drived. He did it on purpose. Like you could tell that's what he was yeah. trying to do. Yep. You know, like, Hey, get the, there. Cause NC state was coming and, mm-hmm. and, and, and he was like, look, get it out. You could tell the plan was catch it and line drive the heck out of that sucker and let your return unit get down there. But there was only really one time. I didn't think he got quite enough hang time to really let him get down there, but, but uh, you know they ended up getting down there. The, I should say the kickoff coverage is the one that kind of frustrates me a little bit. I thought the punt coverage today, for the most part, was pretty decent outside of one return. But that's the thing that frustrates just the inconsistency. This is a, a much right. more inconsistent special teams than I like to see. But like the offense and the defense, it's game three and there's still stuff you got to clean up. But well, and they you know they punted four times in the first half, right? And that's yeah. twice as many times as they've punted all year. <laughs> and you know I, I thought that because of the way the game was kind of going in the first half. Yes, Notre Dame was scoring, but they weren't – the offense wasn't gelling. Let's just be honest, yeah. right? And they needed to flip the field based on where yeah. they were starting their drives because Notre Dame started yeah. their drives at their own 25, their own 10, their own 14, their own 20, their own 17, their own 16, right? And when you go three and out on four of those drives, you had to flip the field, and he did that. Right. And so it, it was huge. The, the special teams were huge in this game. I know, you know, the, the three points that they got on field goal. Okay. But man, they proved today that he's an absolute weapon that they can use offensively in some game coming up. Some game coming up, he's going to hit one of these. It's going to be really, really important. Yeah. But on paper, he's one for three, which is crazy. But he's oh. one for three on paper. Right. And Bryce McPherson's an absolute weapon, too. So, yeah. Got to get better on the coverage, though. Got to get better. I, I, I make Ferrison's only a retro freshman, so hopefully I don't have to yeah. talk much about him for the next four years, which is great. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but when he does, he's pretty Man. good. He's yeah. pretty good. So hey guys, we're gonna do we're gonna answer um some some super chats next before we get out of here. But before we do, folks, do us a favor, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, share this podcast. Hey, we got all four of us, right? The crew is back together, right? That I think that deserves a like, fellas. So um, I appreciate that from everybody. And if you have not done so, sign up for the message boards at boris.breakdown.com. We would appreciate that very, very much.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.